Welcome to the Unsweetened Sayo podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsayo.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 164 of Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast. Really excited about today's guest. Judy Wolf is back. Judy is a certified food addiction professional. She holds a certificate in holistic medicine for addiction from Bitten Johnson and is sugar certified and licensed. She has been in food addiction recovery for 32 years and free from grains, sugar, starches, and alcohol for over 17. Judy's passion and commitment to the field of food addiction come both from her professional studies and her personal success in letting go of 130 pounds for several years. Judy has helped hundreds of individuals in the U.S. and abroad understand not only the nature of food addiction, but also, and more importantly, the way to recover from it. Whether underweight or obese, pregnant or post-weight loss surgery, these individuals have benefited from Judy's practical, no-nonsense, and action-oriented approach. Judy is also active in developing literature to raise awareness of food addiction for healthcare professionals and the public, and is an active member of the board of directors of Food Addiction Institute, chairing their social media committee. Judy is the co-founder of SugarX Global, a 24-7 virtual community helping sugar food addicts to recover. It is a subscription model based on care, community, action steps, recovery protection, and education to help individuals grow, recover, and transform. SugarX believes that information does not equal transformation. However, implementation of the information does, and that action equals traction. In addition, Judy and her partners are privileged to be mentored by Bitten Johnson and teach in her holistic medicine for addiction program. Welcome back, Judy. Oh, thanks so much for inviting me, Siobhan. I'm just thrilled to be here, really. really. I'm so thrilled you, you too because, yeah, there's so much to talk about, just even from your bio that I want to dig into and talking more about Sugar X and how much you guys have grown and all the different programs that you're offering. But for those that maybe haven't listened to your first episode, um, which I will link here in the notes, really, if you haven't listened, please listen to the first interview that we did together. Judy really goes in depth with her own story, but she's just going to kind of give us the cliff note version <laughs> today, just as a refresher for people. So why don't we start there? Very cliff note. I never, I, I never remember myself ever being thin. Not that this is just about weight. I dieted my way up to 288 pounds. I started a 12-step program in 1990-ish and um, lost over 100 pounds, kept it off for a couple of years. And then sitting in my living room, I took 
one lousy cheese curl. And that led to a 108, an 80 pound bite and 13 years of misery till I found my solution where for me, only for me, I had to weigh and measure. Um, I have to let go of, you know, all sugars, grains, starches, that kind of stuff, alcohol. And, um, and I, you know, looking back, you know, I'm looking back, you know, I've let go of now of, uh, as it said, 130 pounds and um, I'm living in a right size body and I'm content. I'm content with Judy um, because, um, you know, I, I was just listening to something this morning and I thought it was so adeptly said. It was actually my partner running a group and, and uh, Dave said, um, addiction what's addiction addiction is abandoning self and um and i have to say that so much of my life i did abandon self looking for um you know the fix in food which wasn't the answer you know i know that today and you know how sad how sad that is so the earlier you can find this a solution to your, you know, addiction, to your sugar food problem, um, I think the happier and more content you're going to be in the rest of your life, because this is something that permeates everywhere, everywhere in your life. It's, um, I've learned, you know, I've since learned, of course, this is not a food problem. This is a brain problem. My brain has been hijacked. And if you're listening to this, yours probably has been too. And it's not the food, the food, the food. It has to start with the food, but it's really a brain problem and it affects, it permeates every area of your life. It really affects your life, every pore. And um, I'm just so grateful that, you know, as old as I was, I found my solution, you know, and I get to enjoy life today with my family, friends and, and my work, you know, and that's, that's just so fabulous to me. You know, I, I can't, I can't believe it. You know, I'm living the, a life that um, I never could have dreamed of. It's wonderful. And I love that you're still feeling that gratitude because I feel that same way. Like, like you're saying, like, I can't believe it. And just how much fuller life can be on the other side when at first you might feel so hopeless and like you maybe are the only person in the world feeling these things and you'll never be able, you know, so many negative thoughts, but to really then go from a place of complete peace to peace is amazing. I also love that you, you know, the, the 80 pound cheese curl story, um, because that kind of shows, you know, you talk a lot about recovery protection and, you know, sometimes we might find, and I hear this from clients all the time, people or people listening that try a program, you know, like you did, you know, the 12 steps that helped you, but then they do have some kind of relapse or bump. And then like for yours, that led to 13 years, which, you know, is significant. All it started with was one cheese curl, right? And then that led to that downward spiral and, then really coming back strong and finding, like you said, what works for you. And I think that's what's most important. Um, and for people that had success, because I hear from you guys a lot, like, hey, I was sugar-free for two years and then this happened or that happened and now I can't get back 
to it, there is hope out there and there's so much more available now. I feel like so many more communities like Sugar X, so many more resources out there, even from like five years ago when I started, I just am so, that's something that makes me so happy now to see how much support there is out there, even for podcasts. You know, I used to be the first podcast and only podcast. Now there's like four or five just about sugar addiction. So this makes me so happy because there is help out there. So for people that have tried, like try again there. It's just a matter like Judy did of finding what works for you individually. I think honestly, that's the only way to really make it sustainable um, is to do what works for you and not try to do well, that worked for Judy or that worked for Siobhan. It's finding what works for you. So I love that you mentioned that because I do think that's so critical um, and before I do want to go into it, because you've already started with all these great things about addiction is abandoning yourself. Um, but first, I do want to go into that. But just real quick, because it is December and we're in the holiday season. And because you have so many years of recovery behind you and free from not just like sugars, but starches, grains and alcohol. Um, how do you get through the holiday season? Like what are some of your tips that maybe you could share with us for people listening that maybe even have, because I know I, I remember I was almost at a year, my first December, but even with that year, it was still challenging just because of all the traditions and some triggers that I just didn't even think about that kind of came up for me that first year. So I'm curious kind of what your, your thoughts are and suggestions. Sure. The the very first thing that comes to mind, that comes to mind with anybody who's trying to get abstinent off of their drug foods or trigger foods is my, I'm known for this, three letters, N-M-W, no matter what. The bottom line is no matter what, I'm not going to pick up my drug. I don't care where I am, what I'm doing what anybody is trying to convince me of or telling me if auntie sue says you know like oh but i made you your favorite so and so and you know you can I, i'm not going to eat it no matter what so you know what we can be really pleasant and nice mean what you say say what you mean but don't say it mean and say auntie sue you know i i, I love your whatever I just, you know, I love that, but I've been working with my doctor and I know I have a problem. So, you know, I just can't have it today, but, oh, I'm so grateful that you made that for me. You know, like put it back on them, be pleasant. You know, when people really get pushy, okay, really get pushy. And, you know, again, this, you got to say it in a nice, gentle way is this is my, one of my favorite lines. What is it about my taking care of myself that upsets you so much? Mm. It's very strong, but I, I don't say that just out of the blue. I mean, it's gotta be in a conversation or whatever. And, um, and again, I say it very gently and nicely, not trying to put that person off, but to understand that it's, it's, it's about me, 
you know, like I need to take care of me, you know, and what's the problem? I'm not imposing, I don't impose my values on anyone, especially about food. I mean, that is, I don't want it imposed on me. I don't want to impose it on someone else. So it's very important to, um, you know, I stay, I stay out of those topics unless I really, you know, unless I have to go there, you know? So my first thing is the, no matter what. And I love the way that you, you said that, what is it about, you know, me taking care of myself? That's like, cause I, that really surprised me in my first, cause when I, you know, was feeling so much better and wanted to share it. I was surprised by the reaction by some people. Like, you know, it was one of those things. I'm like, well, I'm not telling you, you have to eat this way. I'm just saying this worked for me. And I'm thrilled because I finally found a solution to decades of, you know, this diet binge roller coaster. But it was something that people, yeah, kind of seem to get very upset about. So I love just providing that phrasing and, and and approaching it like you said nicely and from a place of curiosity because it that I I was curious like what is it that you know you know and you that that makes it like that I you know, is wrong with taking care of myself or however you want to put it I just think is a really good question to ask and in a nice way that maybe they can then kind of reflect um and and be able to um support you, if not, you know, at least step back a little bit. And I have found that's been the case. Like once I kind of did the, what you're saying, people at least stepped back a little bit. So anyway, yeah, I really like that. And I think another thing that I think is important to mention is that um, credibility. You know, for so many years, I was on a diet, off a diet, on a diet, off a diet. I can understand why people thought, yeah, here she goes again, another diet. And, you know, today, of course, I've built up time and with that credibility. So to be honest with you, people who know me don't say a word, you know, I mean, I mean, it's like they see the difference. I mean, you know, 130 pounds is a is a human adult, you know. So, you know, is off of my body and it's been off for a long time. So, um, you, you know, just just think of that also, that people sometimes are are kind of well-meaning and we actually fed into their, you know, what they're talking about. So I, so I think that, you know, be fair, you know. Me too. Like, That's so true because I'm sure people are rolling their eyes like, what is she doing now? Because I've tried so many things. So yeah, the credibility. And that's why in the beginning, I didn't tell a lot of people what I was doing. You know, it was probably like five or six months in that I started feeling more comfortable sharing it because even I wasn't sure if this was going to stick. So yeah, that's so true is that credibility. Um, and yeah, just being, yeah, aware, like you said, that we've kind of, you know, sometimes have, have, have this, um, just have built into this about ourselves. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm really glad. And then no matter what is something that I still think of almost every day. I love how simple that is no matter what. Yeah. And a lot of people in, um, at, 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 at Sugar X have talked about wanting a t-shirt with that. <laughs> You know, that, and I've actually known people, you won't believe this, who have literally tattooed it on their hand. Oh, I love it. So that they can just see it. 
we know, didn't even NMW, like you're saying, like, yeah, so powerful. NMW. And um, we do a lot in Sugar X with um, threes, so to speak, you know, yeah. and another one that I just think is paramount, especially during the holiday season is to plan, prepare and protect. We call that the three C, the three P's. Yeah. Really. Because um, if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to make sure that I have what I need for Judy. You know, I'll take my own food with me. I mean, you know, everybody carries a bag or whatever. If you put food in a plastic, a small plastic bag, Ziploc, it's not going anywhere. It's fine. And um, it's there for me if I need it, you know. And another thing is, um, it's something Bitten had mentioned to me. You know, don't be afraid to take some glutamine. You know, if it's something that you've taken before, you're fine with. Don't be afraid to take some glutamine and water before you leave. When you're going to be in front of a buffet or whatever, it can really help regulate your blood sugars, you know, and, um, and I don't even care if you, if it works because it's a placebo, it works. That's all I'll tell you. It works for me, you know, or take some with you that you can pop in a glass of water, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's no sweat. That's another thing you can do, but I, I, you know, have somebody have a, have a cell phone with you. Have someone on speed dial, a, a peep, you know, connection is the best protection. Have someone who can relate to you. Or if you know it might be a problem, I call someone before, what I call bookending. I call somebody before I leave the house. I call somebody after I leave the place. You know, I commit, I will commit that I'm going to call you before and then I'm going to call you afterwards. And you know, if I'm in trouble in the middle, excuse myself, go to the bathroom, pause, and I can call somebody, you know, I'm only a phone call away from help, you know? So, I mean, though, you know, I protect my abstinence, whatever it's going to take, I will protect it because, um, you know, Thanksgiving, for example, is just another Thursday. You know, I didn't have to gorge myself to death. And the holidays are coming up, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas or, or Kwanzaa, you know, it, we all, everything revolves around food. Look, let's face it. You go into the grocery stores now. This is the time you need to have a list when you go into the grocery store, really have a list, okay? Because every end camp is filled with colorful, bright, better, great things maybe you've never seen before. And if you haven't seen it before, don't look. You know, just put your blinders on, have your list, check it off, you know. But it, I know it's hard because, you know, then there's different fragrances wafting in the air. This is um, why I say still wear your mask. I like to shop with my mask still on because that was one thing I really realized, oh my gosh, I can walk through like the bakery section if I need to. And it blocks out most of it. So I tell people like, you know what? It doesn't just wear your mask, you know? You're, we're used to seeing that now. And I think that really helps with your saying like all the senses that kind of get assaulted this time of year. If you can block some of them, I think it helps, especially for me, smell is a big one. And Siobhan, I have to tell you, I wore a mask way before COVID because I've <laughs> talked about this because, you know, I'm a foodie. I love to eat. I love to cook. I love to, you know, my son and I, who's my, one of my business partners, we love to feed people. I mean, he went to culinary school. 
My mother was a fabulous cook. And, and I think our grand, he, on my father's side, his mother like cooked for the shtetl, you know, for the, for the little, you know, area that she lived in. She was a professional cook, you know? So, I mean, it's in my blood. If you shake my family tree, a bunch of food addicts fall out I mean, <laughs> all over the place on both sides. And I believe I have four siblings. I believe they're all food addicts to certain degrees. None of my business. I do what I do. You know, my parents definitely were, in my opinion. You know, you know. I mean, it's just all over the place. But, you know, when I, and if you have to bring something to somebody and you've chosen, you know, you can go buy something. Let's remember that we can go out and buy something. But sometimes maybe you're in a situation where you, you really feel like you can't, that you need to bring X to somebody and it's not your food. That's, I used to wear a mask when I baked and cooked in my house, you know, or put a toothpick in your mouth, have something in your mouth, you know? So then, you know, there's no BLTs, bites, licks, taste, sips. You know, <laughs> if you got something in your mouth or a mask on, it doesn't happen. You know, I, mean, those I didn't are, think oh, about cooking with a mask on. I'm loving that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, these are things I, I did that, like I said, way before COVID, I have a drawer where I had, you know, some masks that really, yeah. So that sat there. So, I mean, those are like tips. And, and, and I mean, really, um, if you feel, and the other thing is you want to get away. You want a, a speedy getaway if you're in a situation, in a social situation that you feel unsafe, like you, you've reached your limit because we all have our limits. You know, I call, you know, the addictive brain, the red dog, like Bitten does. Okay. Red can be barking or sweet talking you or nipping you at the heels, whatever red is doing, if it gets to be too much you know, and blue is like, get me out of here. We got to go, you know, you know, make sure you have your own car or make sure you, you have money on you so you can take a cab or an Uber, you know, I mean, really go to any length to protect yourself because you know what, you're worth it. And you are the person that has to look at yourself in the mirror the next morning and say, I made it or I didn't. Nobody at that party is going to be with you. They could care less. Because let me tell you, everybody is more, more important with what they themselves are saying and doing than what you're doing. And one of the things I think about is I am personally but a speck of sand in the universe. And truly, how important am I? You know, I'm, yeah, I'm important to the people I love. But understand truly, truly, truly that, you know, nobody else is going to care about you the next day. They're not going to be thinking about what you ate. It, it really, but you will be. So, you know, I'll do anything to protect my abstinence because I'm worth it today. I'm worth it. Such good tips. Another thing that I think is really important along those kind of planning and protecting is just for me anyway, I don't know if this is everybody, but. I just can't be really, I don't want to get too hungry. When I get too hungry, that can be a time that I don't make as good choices. So especially, you know, now I feel a little more, you know, but this I'm talking about, especially my first year, I made sure if I was going to like a party or I didn't know what was going to be on the menu, 
I always brought something first of all that I could share, but I could also eat. So I knew there was something that I could eat, but then also I would eat a little bit before I left. I just tried not to go on an empty, on an empty stomach. So that really worked for me. Absolutely. Um, that in a, I, I weigh and measure three meals a day. So I have to be careful about that because I don't eat in between meals and I don't break up my meals. That's just my integrity of what my plan is. So, um, but absolutely go, don't go anywhere hungry. I mean, that's ludicrous if you ask me. Or the people that like, I used to like skip meals because I'd be like, oh, especially when I did my Weight Watcher points, I'm going to save all my points for tonight. And that never, yeah, always backfired on me. I mean, that could get us into a whole off-stream subject about fasting and all that. And I'm not going there today. But the bottom line is, is that that is a set. What you just talked about is a setup for a food addict to binge. That's exactly that is a setup because I used to do weight watches many moons ago, many moons ago. And um, I would save my whatever that that I could eat. You know, at that point, it wasn't even points. It was something else, you know, and I would save it at night and then I would just never stop eating. I would never stop eating. So I, I just chuckling when you said that, because I do remember that so well. And I love the speedy getaway. I didn't think about that. That's so good. So I love these tips. Is there anything else around that that you want to share? I mean, I think all of this is is so good for people to hear. I would like to say too, just from my perspective now, it does get easier. Kind of like you were saying, once people know, I rarely get a food pusher anymore because people just know I have that credibility build up. I have that reputation now. Um, you know, it's not like it, it, the firsts I think are always hard and then you get that under your belt and you feel a little more confident each time that you say no or push back. I think the first time is always, even like the first time in a restaurant, I was like, how do you cook that? Like, I was so nervous to ask. And now I'm just like, you know, I'll ask the, you know, server a million questions to make sure I know what I'm getting. Thank you for mentioning that. There's a couple of things. First of all, you know, a glass of seltzer goes a long way in your hands because no one knows Ooh, what's in it. Many that's drinks, good for drinks. I'm glad you're right, bringing many, that up. Yeah. Many drinks are clear. And I always ask them put to put, you know, a squeeze of lemon or lime and then to, you know, give me the slice on it. So then, you know, it nobody has to know what I'm drinking. It really makes no difference. But talking about restaurants or places or places that you have large gatherings, I make phone calls before. I, I have talked to chefs. I mean, I, I you know, I'll I'll do whatever it takes. And it's amazing when my husband and I went out to dinner. This is a while ago, but um, before COVID time. But we went out to dinner to a very nice um, fish place, and um, and. It turned out, you know, I I was asking questions, asking questions. And um, finally, somebody, they sent me the sous chef out, I think, you know. Anyway, it turns out that he had gone to Johnson & Wales where my son had gone and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you should have seen the meal he brought me. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. These beautiful, fresh cooked vegetables and the fish was exquisite. I mean, there was so much of it. I had to bring it home. I mean, it's like. 
don't be afraid to take care of yourself because no one's going to take care of you like you can take care of you. I mean, this has to go back to when I just mentioned before that, you know, addiction is abandoning self. This is how we learn to take care of ourselves, that we are important and we matter, you know, for sure. For that's absolute. so true. And I always say to people like, so if, if it was a food allergy, that's how I kind of think of it now. It's just like, I'm allergic to this. So, because we have no problem people saying, oh, I'm gluten-free because, you know, or whatever, I'm allergic to nuts. I just think of it that way. I had Ben Anzadi on the podcast last week and he tells people he's allergic to seed oil. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Just so you know. Um, so I think, like we said, like you're saying too, another point is I think about what would I do for my kids? You know, you would bend over backwards for your kids or for a friend. If I went out to dinner with Judy and I knew she had this, I'd be like, no problem talking to the chef. But it's so funny when we turn around on ourselves that suddenly we don't want to advocate for ourselves, but we have to be our own best advocate. Um, so yeah, that's such a good point. And it's really a way once we do start that self-care, because I think you were saying earlier, like recovery then is self-care. If addiction is abandoning yourself, then the recovery part is learning that self-care. And that has to be you know, on a daily basis. So I always put my, um, my recovery and my abstinence first above all else, you know, the whole oxygen mask on the plane thing, you got to put yourself on first before you can really help other people. And it took me a while though, Judy, I say that easily now, but I know people listening and I was definitely, um, had a hard time putting myself first. It was so so I, against like what I've learned, you know, it was really, it felt selfish or, but now I realize it's not, it's so self-loving to do that. It's self-care. It mm -hmm. is self-care. And I have to be honest, the program that I do today, um, I didn't want to do this program. I knew about it years before because you had to weigh and measure without exception. In other words, no matter where you went, you had to, you know, if I was in a restaurant or whatever, and that just, held me back. And today I could care less in my fanny pack. I have a little scale. It's about the size of a thin, small paperback book that I can weigh and measure anything, you know, so as if I don't have a problem and I don't care. And I have to tell you, literally had a conversation with somebody across from me, a couple, and we were at a long table, unexpectedly went out to dinner. And, um, and I, I wait, it was a Chinese restaurant. I wait and measured my food. I mean, I picked out the meat and I picked out my vegetables. I wait and measure my food. I saw this woman like a week or two later somewhere else. And um, she asked me if I was eating. I said, no, I said, I, you know, I'm going to go home and eat. You know, I, I didn't bring my scale with me. I, I probably did, but I, I, you know, anyway. And she said to me, because I, I said, I, you know, I weigh and measure everything. And she said to me, no, you don't. I looked at her. I said, what do you mean? No, I don't. And she said, well, I was sitting across from you at that Chinese restaurant and you didn't weigh and measure your food. I said, I absolutely did. I said, yeah, people are so busy about themselves. Like I said before, really, you don't have to worry. Didn't she even notice. Didn't notice. 
Yeah, that's such a good, good thing. And and, and even if they do notice, again, the first time of all this stuff can feel awkward or whatever, but the more you do, it's just the confidence we're like, "Eh." and then you realize too, yeah, no one's even looking at me. They are because honestly, a lot of people are probably still stuck in that mental game of how much am I going to eat or not eat? Am I going to be good? Am I going to be bad? You have no idea what's going on in their minds. You're just yeah taking care of you, which I think is so important if we can just do that. The one last thing I want to say, if I didn't, because I don't think I mentioned this is, you know, if you really feel like you you are in jeopardy that your abstinence and and you know abstinence is the ticket we believe the ticket into the show for recovery. It's not the be all end all, okay, at all. But if you know, but so much depends upon that. If you feel that your abstinence is in jeopardy, which is going to affect your recovery, don't go. Beg off. Say something. I mean, please take care of yourself. You know, there's so much, you know, RSV, COVID, it's so much still going around. You can make up an excuse. So easily now. That's so true. You've got the, oh, my kid got sick or whatever. I mean, and you know, nobody wants you around if you got the sniffles. So I'm just saying, please, please, please put yourself first, you know, Mm -hmm. and that sometimes that's hard in that situation. Cause it's like, oh, but I want to eat. I mean, if you're in, you know, I know that I, I want to eat. I know that feeling, you know, and, um, you know, just remember is it really going to be worth it? Is it really going to be worth it? Don't go if you really feel like you are not in good place or space to do that. Because, you know, we we talk a lot at SRX about mindset. Mindset's so important. So know your mindset. Really know yourself. Yeah, such a good point. I love that. You don't even have to go. And we have so many, like, yeah, with COVID, that has been the best excuse ever if you just tell someone oh I got a sore throat you know most likely I'd be like please don't come (laughs) so yeah no that's so true well these are such good tips thank you um and I think too I just want to talk about a little more about sugar x because again this is the time of year I think that people start thinking about um you know either you are still eating some of these drug foods and you're feeling pretty sick already. And you're like, Oh, I need some help. But I really want to talk about, because you're, you know, this community has grown so much. Um, and we were talking a little bit about before we started about the different programs that you are offering. So I thought maybe you could just talk a little bit about that. So people can hear kind of the different options available, because this is a really good time too, when people are like, you know, what can I get you for, you know, Christmas or for Hanukkah? Like here, this is, you know, I'd like to join this community or this is really a good time to get some, some help. And so maybe talk to us a little bit about these programs that you do offer. Okay. Well, you know, um, we're just coming off just so you're aware, you know, keep your eyes open for this again. We're just coming off where we did literally a one day training on crushing your cravings. Literally, it went from 10 till I don't I think we ended after six. I mean, you know, whatever. It's the first time we've ever tried that. It was absolutely free, by the way, you know, so um, 
you know, keep your ears and eyes open. Make sure to get on our mailing list if if you have any interest at all. And um, then starting, I want to say this because I know, Siobhan, you told me that this is coming out on the 7th of December, that the 9th to 12th of December, we are going to be offering our recovery circle program, our um, what we called SRX, you know, Sugar X Global's Recovery Circle Program, which is our platform, which is 24-7 all over the world, people. You know, it's kind of like Facebook, but not at all because we own our own space. It's very organized. Um, you can message people individually. Nobody else will see that message. I won't see that message. You can chat, let's say there's a chat area where people will write down what's going on in their lives and that you can respond to and all people will jump on and respond. There's a part that's tell on red. If you're struggling, you know, in the middle of the night, put a notice up. There's probably someone in the world who is up that's going to notice that and be able to respond to you. We have inspirational music, inspirational quotes. We have book reviews. I, I mean, we have a huge amount of, of stuff you would not even believe is available to you. And um, that is going to be the, the deal will be that you will get two years for one year for the price of one year coming up. This is the ninth through the 12th. So, so you basically and buy one year and get one year free. So instead of one year, you're getting two years access to the circle community, which again, Judy's describing as like an online, it's really hard to explain because there's so much there, but it's almost like an online community board almost where yeah, you, it's very interactive. Um, and then you also have access because you guys lead a lot of different meetings. I, was gonna say, I forgot to say that is, yeah. we have, I think, um, I think we run 14 groups, 14 or 15 groups a week. They're coach run. I mean, we're talking, you know, like, like, and, and we truly believe in groups because addiction, the biggest, the biggest culprit in addiction is denial. We don't even notice that I'm lying. That's what denial stands for. And, um, you know, Sue could say something that's the deepest thing in her heart in her soul. Meanwhile, it might be something Jane over there. Oh my God, that's exactly me. But she would never speak up about it. And I'll say, well, Sue, would you like to talk about it? You know, and I give her the opportunity. And usually people, if they bring it up, want to talk about it. So everybody benefits, you know, especially Jane over there. I mean, she's getting the most out of it without putting herself out. So, I mean, we truly believe in groups. And if you're interested, um, it will be, I'm sure Siobhan can put this up, but Dave has a free support group um, he runs. It's been since since COVID time, literally, uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. It's totally free. That's totally free to get a flavor, a feel, you know, if you're interested in what we do. Um, and we even have, we have a couple of half hour groups on the weekend, an hour group on the weekend, you know, it, it's all over the board, all different times. We do not cover the same material. We're all, we all have our own flavors of coaching. Um, sometimes we'll do metabolic stuff, but you know, a lot of times it's just like, I'm probably going to run a group about recovery of self-care. 
you know, and, and I will do, we do a lot of, um, um, together alone. Like I'm probably going to say, I'd like for you to take five minutes to jot down and I'll put a timer on, you know, five minutes to jot down. Where do you give yourself self-care with recovery? Like what, what, what resonates for you? So people on their own are going to dump that. Then I have an alternative, depending how big the group is. I might send people off into groups of four, let's say, for them to talk about what they each wrote. So this way, nobody's influenced by anyone else initially, but then you get to hear everybody else's ideas in that small group. And then we'll come back to the whole group and share what happened in the little groups. Or if there weren't as many people, I might just say, you know, dump those ideas and then I'll ask people to share about them and we'll talk about them. It's amazing. I mean, we can do all sorts of things. I love this. And I agree so much with that, where we learn so much by sharing from each other. That's why I love doing this podcast and interviewing other people. But I see that in the groups that I run too. It's like people just benefit so much from the wisdom of others that you might not even think what you're saying offers any wisdom, but how it resonates with people and helps people and then just fosters this conversation and connection. And yeah, it is so beautiful. What I love about you guys is like you said, you have people on from, it's a global thing. So, you know, if you are on in the middle of the night, it might be morning, you know, in Europe and someone is up and answering. So you feel like, you know, connected at all times too. And just a couple of other things about that before I move on to other things, but is that, um, we don't really have any rules. We really live by principles and values. Um, otherwise, other than being nice to each other and what happens at a meeting stays at that meeting. Um, you know, not to mention someone else's name somewhere else. You know, I mean, we're very careful about that, protecting people's anonymity, you know, their their own personal stuff, you know, but we respect one another. I mean, we haven't had a problem because I mean, we really don't have rules. And the other thing, for example, is someone wanted to run a book club on um, on uh, Vera Tarman's Food Junkies. And we said, sure, you know, and so she ran that and they, the group had questions. It was an open book club. Anybody could drop in whenever, you know, at the time, whenever. And um, she they they had really some good questions to ask Vera. Anyway, I contacted Vera, you know, she's a colleague and a friend. And um, she came on a Saturday night and did an hour open answer question thing. And we gave the people in that group first dibs and it was open to everybody, but then other people could ask questions. So I'm just telling you, we, we have all stuff that's going on. If you're interested in running a book club on something and we think it's appropriate, we'll give you the space and we'll make a time and we'll figure out how to do it for you. And I just want to add to that, like the no rules too, it's just also like, what I like is, you know, you and Dave and Anna have such different coaching styles, like you were saying, and the way you do abstinence and recovery could be different too. So really you're not, I just want to make sure people are aware of this, you know, just because Judy weighs and measures, she's not expecting you to weigh and measure. Like that's the beauty of this. And I know people have been parts of groups before where it's been too many rules that it gets overwhelming. Um, and this isn't like, this is everyone, you know, is welcome and they're going to support you um, however you find recovery for you. So I just want to m- really mention that because I think 
some people have been turned off when it's too, what they feel is too strict for them or, and that's not like this. I just want people to realize that. Thank you for saying that. And also I want to add, we, this freaks people out. We don't give you a food plan, folks. Um, What we do is we give you guidelines. We base it on addiction. Like we have a toxic, we were into triangles, toxic triangle. We suggest, it's all suggestions. No, I don't know what people are eating in our platform, but we suggest that, you know, no unhealthy fats, no grains and no sugars. You know, that's basically the toxic triangle. The middle part of our, pyramid again it's a triangle pyramid is medical because we're all we all have different medical conditions and problems you know we're all different chemical factories none of us are the same and then the top level is beliefs maybe Siobhan hates liver so she doesn't you know I keep kosher I'm not going to eat pork and and shellfish you know, no matter what you tell me, I'm not going to eat that. But we don't tell people what to eat. We will give you guidelines. We give really good guidelines. It's amazing. It freaks people out. I have to tell you, it freaks people out because everybody's used to the diet mentality. I want the diet that's going to work for me. You got to figure it out. You're going to find what we call the sweet point. We, we put Goldilocks up on a slide. We got to find the sweet point for you, you know, exactly. and you've got to do the work. See, that's it. We put a lot back on you. Because that's what makes it sustainable, you know? So I love that. What else do you offer? Just because we only have like a few minutes left. Are there any other programs? Yeah, so I want you to be aware that, um, and, and, you know, different times is enrollment. That's why. So, you know, please think about that offer for if you're at all interested in our platform that we just talked about. But also, I just ran the very first um, Crush Your Cravings Masterclass. We're definitely going to do it again. It's been a big hit. It's a five-week program to crush your cravings for good. And um, we deep dive into the food, the food, the food, because it starts with the food. Then we have the Recovery Accelerator Program, we call it. And it is... um, it's a deep dive into self. We start with mindset, then we go into addiction. It's an 18 week program, an hour and a half a week. We ask that you give it 15 minutes a day. That's all we ask of you. We give tons of what we call growth accelerators. And by the way, on the platform, there are growth sheets that are available to you to work on for yourself. You know, but in this accelerator program, we have growth accelerator sheets. Okay. And um, you're able to, um, you, you know, if you did something today and six months from now, look at the same, same growth accelerator, your answers would be different because we change. So they're very timely. We give so much material in that. 18 weeks that you can't finish it in 18 weeks anyway. We just give so much. And that too, of course, is coach run and do small group work and whatever. And you get to know people intimately and you get your own little space on our platform for just your little group. We only take up to 20 people in that group. So, I mean, there's also that, which, um, you know, we, we enroll for that. Also, you can get on a waiting list if you're interested, or, you know, if you, if you, 
you know, contact us. We might be able to help you out to get you on a waiting list. We're in the middle of enrollment for that right now. That's going to actually end um, the the sixth. So it's like it, before before we we air, you know. Anyway, and then um, there's you know those are the things the main things I can think about like right now. And I'll yeah. make sure just for everyone listening, because I know this is a lot of information. We're going to link the website for Sugar X because that's a great place to start. Any questions, Judy's on there, Dave's on there, Anna's on. You just reach out and ask your questions. We'll make sure we have this link for the enrollment for Circle, just how special this offer is, the buy one, get one. Um, but please reach out to them to follow up if you have any, any questions. I mean, really, I can't think of three kinder people that want to help people more than them. So they are definitely going to be able to help you out. And just because we are out of time, Judy, do you have any, thank you so much though, for being on and sharing your wisdom. Always a pleasure. Is there anything else like maybe just last words of wisdom you want to yeah, leave today? This, this is really important that I forgot to say. If you go to sugarxglobal.com, you can download our free three simple steps to crushing your cravings. It's a an ebook that's absolutely free to get you started, give you maybe a hint of flavor of who we are, you know. Um, so please at least do that. If you need to contact any of us personally, go to hello at sugarxglobal.com. I'm sure Siobhan's going to have all this stuff. I will. All I can tell you is, this is what I say to people, is that if I can do this, anyone can do this because I call myself a low-bottom, high-maintenance food addict and a person of more. And I'm telling you that, you know, abstinence, putting down your drug foods, again, remember, this is not a moral issue about being good or bad. This is about having a brain problem. Your brain has been hijacked. And guess what? There is a way to connect where that is, which is in your reward center, to your prefrontal cortex, which is your thinking, manipulating brain. We call that blue. There is a way to connect red and blue so blue can win. I'm living proof of this. So are Anna and Dave and so many other people in our community all over the world. Love it. And connection, as you've said, is the best protection. So with it being the holiday season, if you are struggling, please go like make that connection. Like that's really the first step. And there's so many great resources and help out there. So thank you so much, Judy. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, life is so much sweeter without sugar. <laughs>